What's up, fiends? This is Queen Gloria. You should come check out my work after listening to Nowhere California with Phil and Josh. www.queengloria.com This is Josh. This is Satu. And welcome to Nowhere California. We're coming to you live, well, at least as live as can be on recording, at the Roma Cafe in uh, Studio City, California. Uh, thanks for coming on, Tattoo. Of course, anything. <laughs> yeah, um, we ran across each other at the Days of the Dead convention, right? Yes. Yeah. And honestly, the, I ran into Terry, your old man, first. He's <laughs> uh, very noticeable. Yes, very. <laughs> and he uh, talked to me about my shirt. I was wearing a Walking Dead shirt like I am today <laughs> and we started talking everything I just noticed the costume I was like wow he really got into this cosplay I thought just ran the fan and then I bumped into you and your full Queen Goria outfit and you gave us one of those cards I looked on the back I was like holy crap that dude's on a show <laughs> so that's when he beelined to you guys and um, talked about the podcast with you guys and now we're here here we are <laughs> yes how did you enjoy the Days of the Dead convention? Oh, God, it was great. I had such a good time. Uh, we did WonderCon the week before. WonderCon was amazing. Yeah. And then I'd never been to Days of the Dead. I had never been to... Oh, actually, the last time I went to a horror convention was in New Jersey at Fango Con, yeah. when they used to have those. So it had been a while, but it was great. I thought it was very well done. But cool. uh, Days of the Dead side, you went to uh, Monster Palooza recently, right? Yes, last weekend. Was How was great. that? It was uh, very impressive. There were a lot of experts there in special effects, makeup, and... They had a display of all these um, artworks there, like, for example, the Vogon poets from Hitchhiker's Guide were there, the, the actual Vogon poets. So that was a real treat to see all that stuff. I kicked myself more and more for missing that one. <laughs> Next time. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. I work retail and they're pains in the asses. Uh, <laughs> yes. Forget them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm trying to. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's uh, get into the subjects of this sure. episode. Is you and Queen Gloria. So um, what, you have a production company called the Final Fangirl. What, uh, I guess, would be the best first question would be, what are the origins of yourself? Like, where you grew up and everything? Where you studied, where made you decide, okay, you know what, this is my life now. (laughs) This is my life, I'm a nerd. (laughs) Own it. (laughs) Welcome to nowhere. (laughs) Yes, welcome to nowhere. Uh, Actually, I'm from Canada, originally Nova Scotia, and uh, I've moved around a lot. I lived in the United States since I was 12. Um, not going to tell you the year. And <laughs> last year, no. And um, most recently came from New York, which is really where I solidified my nerddom by going to the New York Comic Con several times. Oh, that's awesome. We had a booth there in 2007 for a project I was working on called Captain Schoolgirl, uh, which is something I'm going to be doing in the future as well, which was a comic book and a web series, before web series yeah. at the time. And then uh, that's where all this nerd stuff started to come about and um, I realized that I really belonged to that community. I belonged oh, yeah. to the Comic Con community, the cosplay community, sci-fi nerds, yeah. all of that. And um, here in California, I just really put it all together, yeah. all my skills. I went to UNC Wilmington for broadcast journalism and I studied film production there too um, and acting. And so, and then I worked for Fuse Networks in production in New York. Yeah, um, when it was still Fuse. Yeah, oh, no, it's, it was Much Music USA, much music, but then yes. it changed to Fuse, and that really, I learned so much from that. Yeah, um, an actual mu- music channel that plays music. It, yeah, and they're still credible. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, they really taught me everything I, I know about production, and uh, all these skills I put together, and... Here I am, you know, I, I started Nerd Noise uh, when I moved out here to California, and 
final fangirl uh, was a blog I had a couple years ago that is discontinued, but the name yeah. is the f- <laughs> babies. Um, the name is um, the final girl is the girl to die last in, in a horror film, yeah. like Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, um, and I. I usually am that girl when I'm in like films and stuff. I'm usually the one that dies last because I'm, who knows, yeah. strong, bleeding lady maybe. That is true. Uh, fangirl because I'm a fangirl. So the final fangirl and it has a ring to it. Yeah, it does. Um, would you consider yourself a nerd fangirl since birth or did you have those moments in life where you're just like, you know what, I need to hide my geek flag in my Harley Quinn shirts? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Uh, well, obviously in high school it was hard, but I was actually more... I, I was actually kind of cool in high school in my own eyes because yeah. I, I was subscribed to this dark heavy metal community. Yeah. And those guys don't feel like nerds, you know. Yeah. I, I never felt like a nerd in that community. That was kind of my community too. Yeah. Of the loner. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things in common with all the things I like, all the things Kevin Smith likes, you know. A, a lot of fan boys and girls subscribe to the same communities. For example, metal, hockey, comics, yeah. sci-fi, horror, fantasy, action, you know, kind of all, they're all kind of countercultures, subcultures that fit together. Makes their own community. It, it's their own community all together, and we, we have a lot in common. So my show and Final Fangirl, and what that's all about, encompasses all the things I'm passionate about. Yeah. And I talk about it. And Kevin Smith and I have a lot in common, I'll say that. Yeah. Well, you're kidding. You came to the right show with the Kevin Smith blanking. So. Yes. <laughs> the only reason we even started nowhere is because of Kevin Smith. So. Yeah. Yeah. There you this go. This podcast will and everything. They're great. Um, I've lost track of how many you need to actually listen to. <laughs> yeah. No, they're doing it right. Oh, yeah. And I, I love their sense of humor. Oh, yeah. So. It's a great sense of humor. Um, you mentioned the nerd noise. Uh, how did that project came to be? Like you said, with, with the stuff that you're passionate about. But how about that? How did the actual show come to be? And how long have you been like kind of uh, working with that one? Um, nerd noise has been going on for about a year, a little less than a year. It started with the San Diego Comic Convention last year. That was our first episode, and then U.S. Air Guitar. I, I competed in that. Yeah. And, and nice work, did. by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've been air guitaring for my whole life, so oh, yeah. that was an easy peasy. Um, and then we did the piece on uh, the Dark Knight Rises premiere. No, Dark Knight. No, Dark Knight Rises. That's yeah. right. Last year. No. Well, yeah. you had the, the morning of Dark Knight Rises. Yes. That that's right. That's yeah. right. So um, that was the first episode, and it came together really nicely. Um, and I, using all my skills, like I said before, yeah. producing, editing, sh- like shooting. Well, I, I shot some of it, and then I, I got a friend to shoot it. Um, Nerd Noise just sounded like the right title. Uh, it's actually hashtag Nerdwise, right? That yeah. is the whole title. Yeah, oh, my apologies. <laughs> no, 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 you don't say that, right? Yeah, exactly. it's, just, it's just in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I needed to find a niche for my skills as a host, yeah. as, a, as a person, as an icon on Twitter. Yeah. And um, so, like, that was just, it all came together at the right time. And I was like, we're doing San Diego. We're going. <laughs> if we're going to see that yeah. convention, if it kills us, you should go. By the we, that, that is on our bucket list. Of Definitely. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but it just, it was like, you know what? I'm a nerd. I'm going to own it. I'm a nerd. Oh, yeah. And I love it. I love everything about it. Awesome. Um, how would you categorize your um, level of nerdum? I guess would be the best way to put it. The comic book nerd, science nerd, all the above nerd, Star Trek nerd. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> Next generation, that is yeah. like 
Oh, you got to make sure you write category on that one. Yeah, yeah, it's specific. I mean, I, I appreciate all of them, of course. Oh, yeah. But, but, but crazy about Next Generation oh, yeah. and that whole cast. And, and the new ones, of course. I think they're, they're totally doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited for the, for the new one coming up with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yes. That's, he's a phenomenal actor. Oh, yeah, Sherlock. Sherlock. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a nerd for Sherlock. Right I think there. I'm 100% obsessed with that show. Yeah, I'm kind of avoiding Doctor Who because I, don't, I know I'm going to go right head first into it. I got into Sherlock and I'm just like, maybe I need to jump into Doctor Who. And I'm like, I don't have enough time in the world for it. Right next to it on Netflix, yeah. and it's just calling you. It is. It's just like, come on. 16 seasons. Oh, God. Uh, you know, and you're yeah. just like, But, uh, and Doctor Who, like, from an early age, I watched a lot of horror films that never scared me. Yeah. And a lot of sci fi uh, from a young age. Doctor Who being one of them, I think the 1989 series was the first one that I saw. Yeah. And just, and Hitchhiker's Guide, reading Hitchhiker's uh, Guide, anything Douglas Adams. Yeah. And then Dan Simmons, because my brother was huge into Hyperion, yeah. um, which they're going to do a movie of eventually. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but these were worlds, the sci-fi worlds particularly, were worlds that I really envisioned living in and yeah. being in. And, and I think I'm more of a sci-fi nerd than anything else. Has there been anybody that you've met in your uh, travels with uh, Final Fangirl and the cons and everything, like celebrity-wise, or just anybody in general where you had to keep telling yourself in your mind, Okay, maintain. I know I'm talking to this person, but maintain, maintain, maintain. <laughs> maintain is a hard thing to do. Um, I actually, at Days of the Dead, I saw Ogre from Skinny Puppy, uh, who, for those of you that don't know, I think he's in the movie Repo Man, the genetic opera, and the Devil's Carnival, I think is the other one. But he was there promoting the films. Yeah. And, of course, his band, legendary band from Vancouver, you yeah. know, industrial titans um, of Canada. He has been just an icon in my world for a really long time. Like he started it all. You know, he, he's the reason Trent Reznor exists. He's the reason ministry exists. Um, and I'm a huge industrial fan. So just to see him there was odd. Because first of yeah. all, he does not really come out in public. <laughs> like he's not I've read very, about that one, yeah. He's, je- he's just not on the internet. He has no internet presence. Yeah. He's very private, which is respectable. Yeah. But to see him there was like, oh my god, he he's real. Yeah. And it was one of those moments of like, and I, I was really trying hard to be cool, and it was almost impossible. But I talked to him about possibly working on Queen Gorio with music. Yeah. And I couldn't believe I was even asking him that because I'm like, here I'm talking to Ogre about business. Uh, oh yeah, it's a throwback. <laughs> like when we were talking to like Sid Egg and Heather Langkamp when Nowhere was at uh, Days of Dead, we're just like. Um, they know us now. <laughs> they know who you are. Yeah, and we got the email from you guys. We're just like, I thought it was just going to be, oh, nowhere, guys, whatever. <laughs> I have one more story about meeting someone at Do it. Oh, no. Because okay. you just reminded me, actually. The, the show, honestly, this episode is yours, so <laughs> okay. you can take it anywhere you want. <laughs> well, this was an interesting one because growing up as a metalhead, um, I was a victim of the new metal scene, and I loved every new metal yeah. band there was. I mean, I was a teenager at the time, so yeah. I really got into it. And whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, eventually it got all washed out. But anyway, one of the biggest bands from to come out of that, and they don't even consider themselves new metal, new wave of American heavy metal, or yeah. is Slipknot. And, you know, I, I hated them for a long time when I was young, and then I saw them live, and yeah. they totally won me over. This was they always have a good, great live show. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Like, they totally had me, and I was just like, this is unreal. Yeah. So... 
I became obsessed like everyone else because yeah. their whole thing is just with the masks, with the everything, you know, and they're really intelligent. Um, so I, I was going to see a friend of mine who is from Des Moines, and um, it's actually an ex of mine. <laughs> uh, he's a good guy, though. Hey, you say friend. That's the boring part. Well, we're friends now. Yeah. And uh, that's always the hard part after a relationship. <laughs> I know, right? But we're it's fine. We're Facebook friends. Same here with my ex. There you go. Civil. We are yeah, civil. Exactly. <laughs> um, but he, uh, he was. I was just going out there to see him. Uh, to visit and he picked me up from the airport my first time in Des Moines and um, I knew that he was involved in that community because he himself was in a metal band but he as soon as we got in his car I was like oh it's so good to see you and he's like hey yeah so I just gotta go stop over at Corey's house for a second we just want to oh, talk crap. about something I'm like Corey where are you and he's like Corey Taylor and I'm like ah, you're taking me to Corey Taylor's house so you say Corey I was like oh crap I know and um, so we get there, and I'm just like, I don't even know what's happening, because I was young at the time. I was really, like, starstruck. Yeah. And he comes walking down his driveway in a tuxedo jacket and striped pants, and you could see his tattoo and his crazy purple, pink, green hair. Yeah. And I was just like, that guy is crazy, but awesome. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, he didn't really acknowledge my presence uh, yeah. when I was there, and I was like, oh, that's fine, whatever, it's Corey Taylor. And so we go to his house, and they were discussing business, because I had no idea, but they were, like, pretty good friends. Yeah. Um, they were talking music stuff. And I looked around his house, Kerrang Awards everywhere, you know, and, and like, comic books everywhere. He's a comic book nut. Um, so he's very familiar with every character in the comic book universe, you know. And I'm just, like, sitting here twiddling my thumbs while they're talking business. And then suddenly his wife at the time comes downstairs and, and introduces herself and, and Corey was like, oh, hey, honey, this uh, meet the future Wonder Woman over here, <laughs> referring to me. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and I'll get into that oh, a yeah, little yeah. later. Yeah. Um, and I introduced myself to her and it was just, it was really flattering to me that he knew who the fuck I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pardon my French. Yeah. Um, and what he meant was is that at the time, and this was like 2006, 2005, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a rumor, an internet rumor going around about me being the next Wonder Woman in a future film. Yeah. And this this rumor changed my life. Yeah. Like, it, it propelled my career in a direction that I could never go back from, which was, it was good, it was bad, but it was... It, it took was, it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It took it from basically kind of the sidelines into the complete mainstream. Right. Being yeah. nothing and then suddenly being mentioned in the New York Post, mentioned on Joe Blow, like yeah. I was referring to earlier. Yeah. Uh, and some, and this was like before MySpace. Yeah. So, or for me anyway, before yeah. Facebook, I didn't, I didn't know what to do with this information. I didn't even have a website. Yeah. So... I used it to uh, to get things going. I was like, all right, I better get my shit together. You yeah. know, now's the time. Jump on this because seventy thousand websites all over the world are riding on this story. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but he knew about it. Yeah. And I was like, Corey Taylor knows who I am. Holy shit! It was just one of those moments. Oh, I've, I've had a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh isn't yeah. It? Um, like a couple years ago, me and a couple friends, we went to the Laugh Factory in LA, and David Tell was performing there. And uh, they were having an after party for one of the comics' birthday. And me and one of the friends were like, we're going to this. Another friend bailed. We're like, whatever, loser. We ended up hanging out with David Tell for a good portion of the night. 
And then towards the end, I was like, yeah, um, remember the last time you were on the Tonight Show? I was like, yeah. You remember the guys that were out in the kind of the parkway area getting asked for your autograph? He was like, I knew I recognized you. I'm like, Huh? <laughs> yeah. Freaking David Tell knows who I am. Isn't it nice? Oh yeah. And then another funny one was at Days of Dead we were in line for a Kane Hodder. And there's two guys in front of us in line and one of them's kinda of, me and Phil were talking back and forth and the guy kinda of pauses like, Why do you your voices sound familiar? I'm kinda of like why? He's and he's like, You guys sound very familiar. I'm like, because of Nowhere California? He's like, exactly. I'm like, who listens? Wow. That's cool. If I was in a better mind at that point, since it was like the first time we were noticed for nowhere, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> tell us how you listen to us. I totally went into, I need an adult mode. <laughs> I know, right? It's hard to think fast in those moments because oh, yeah. it, it throws you off guard. They're just people. But right? it's awesome moments, though. <laughs> oh, they're just fantastic. Yeah. And I look forward to more because. You see all these people at the Oscars doing the same thing, you know, the younger ones looking around and being starstruck. Oh, exactly. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason I still watch the Oscars. This is like the, the still true movie fans that go and are nominated and everything. Like when Michael Clark Duncan went a couple years ago, this was just like, he should have won because he's that awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah on that note, <laughs> uh, any other running I, stories? Oh, God, I do. I have a few. Yeah. Uh, Selma Hayek, actually. Um, I When I was a host for uh, the show called E-Asylum in New York, um, I interviewed at the After the Sunset Junket, yeah. uh, the movie with by Brett Ratner, and I interviewed Selma Hayek and Pierce Brosnan together. Yeah. Um, which was really great yeah. because they were just so much fun and they, they put me at ease. And you know how sometimes it can be really hard interviewing oh, yeah. star, like oh. movie stars. You're just kind of like, okay, pull yourself I was nervous together. interviewing sideshow people. <laughs> <laughs> well, they make everybody nervous. <laughs> yeah, very cool people though. <laughs> I know, I know. Oddly enough, cool. when I went to interview Sid Haig, it was just like, oh, we're interviewing Sid Haig. He's kind of mellow. Yeah, very mellow. Mellow dude. Um, yeah, uh, no, but uh, Selma... They were just, they loved me. They were, like, so cool together. And, you know, she was really, really responsive to me and very warm. And then, I know, I realized this, but it was the next day. Yeah. And I know, they meet thousands of people. It's easy to forget people. But the next day, I did the red carpet event for the movie, and I was interviewing yeah. her. And she, she passed over, like, ten people and walked straight to me. She's like, hey! <laughs> How are you? Like, cause she, cause I know it had only been a day, but in that, yeah. in that, in those people's lives, they don't remember. Oh yeah, exactly. Because they meet hundreds of people a day. Exactly. Um, but it was really nice that she recognized me and remembered me and came to me and I interviewed her. And yeah. She's and a then, wonderful lady. And during that entire time, you're like, I have feet. I got to remember, I have feet. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's just lovely, though. I love her. That is cool. That, those are some awesome stories where. You've met some really insanely incredible people. <laughs> I, could, I could go on and on. Mostly, mostly awesome musicians. Yeah. Trent Reznor I met like when I was seventeen. Yeah. I asked him if he needed a drummer. If he ever needs a drummer, I'm not even a drummer. I didn't know what I was saying. You <laughs> need an accordion player. I know. Like, I have no I, clue. <laughs> I play guitar and I play keys. I don't even play drums. I was like, hey, if you guys ever need a drummer, like I'm totally. And he's like, yeah, yeah, all right. We'll, we'll give you a call. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. So funny. Um, I guess the next uh, subject to hit would be probably Queen Gloria. Yay, Queen Gloria! Yes. um, uh, Like we said in the beginning of the show, we met up with you guys during the Days of the Dead convention when you guys were promoting it, and then we quickly heard back from you guys after Days of the Dead, and we watched the clip, and 
personally I watched it multiple times, passing it around to everybody I could find that would want to watch it. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I cannot wait for this show to make it somewhere. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yes. Uh, for the few that I haven't uh, harassed online to watch the clip, uh, could you describe the show? It is a half hour supernatural dark comedy. And it revolves around the lives, the lives of a horror hostess, Queen Goria, and her sidekick co-host, Terry the Wolfman. Played by? Played by Steve J. Palmer, the fabulous Steve J. Palmer. And um, what it is is that they do the convention circuit. They've been at it for years. They're, the prime of their show was about ten years ago, so they're coming to a place where signing autographs is sort of pathetic for them. And um, so there's a, this film student named Jane who is sort of like a very sweet, intelligent goth chick that admires Queen Gorian. She wants to make her a star by doing a documentary on her and maybe making a reality show to help her get back on her feet. Um, Queen Gorian doesn't want to have any of it. And then to contrast that, there is uh, a character named Dorian, played by... Uh, Dan Evans and Haley Hudson uh, plays Jane she's a fabulous fabulous girl um, Dan Evans who plays Dorian is watching us and and has the idea orders from a higher cult that Queen Goria is in fact the moon child which is sort of like a not an antichrist but the the, the a supernatural being, being a supernatural being the one that Alistair Crowley talks about in his books so he's spying on her he's trying to recruit her for a cult uh, she doesn't know about him just yet that's yeah. where we're at right now yeah. in the series. Um, so she's kind of like being stalked by various people. Eventually, we're going to see her ex-boyfriend, who is also stalking her. She's a person of interest for a lot of people, yeah. but an atypical person of interest. Like she is, she's kind of a disaster waiting to happen. So, um, yeah. fallen, fallen star. Yeah, beautiful disaster. <laughs> beautiful disaster that everyone's some like obsessed about. Yeah. Um, it was created by Andrew Harrison, and he uh, he we worked together on Polyester Dreams, one of his web series years back in New York, and uh, he had me in mind for the project back then, and presented me with the script just last December, and I was like, let's do this. This is exactly what I need. I was actually preparing um, a horror hostess character for a little skit that I was going to do myself yeah. anyway at the time. So it was really weird how this coincidence happened. So I was working on this horror hostess character. Yeah. And then he sent me the script. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was just working on a character like this. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Planets Align. <laughs> Planets Align. We yeah. made it happen. That is awesome. Um, you talked a little bit about how you're starting to build a character towards like a horror movie hostess. What what other paths have you taken to develop more of the Queen Gloria character since like the getting your hands on the script and then shooting the the mini episode that that is currently online, which we will post on Nowhere Facebook.com slash Nowhere California. <laughs> <laughs> um, the process. I love talking about the process. Um, <laughs> I'm an actor. Uh, <clears throat> well, it's sort of like um, uh, breaking down the script and then uh, finding out what everybody says about her, yeah. what she says about herself. You know, how does she feel about who she is? And um, based on all that information, and based on very long discussions I've had with Andrew, which are, which are awesome, brainstorming with him. Um, I basically came up with the, the idea that she's basically like Courtney Love for today. Uh, and, of course, uh, maybe Susie from Susie and the Banshees in yeah. appearance. Um, but uh, she's a dark figure, and she 
I was watching this interview, doing research on the Karen, I was watching this interview with Courtney Love right after, maybe a couple months after Kurt Cobain had passed away. Yeah. Um, and there was just something in her eyes that I was like, that's her, that's Queen Gloria. And I have a lot of respect for her. I don't know, no one knows the full story, but yeah. you know, she was trying so hard to keep it together in that interview, and but in every sense of the word. She was wearing yeah. like a suit, she looked like a housewife. Yeah. Like a professional housewife, and her hair was pulled back. But she was still, you know, smoking her cigarette yeah. and, you know... Keeping that Courtney Love yeah. image. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Punk rocker, but professional, speaking to Barbara Walters. And um, everything I needed had come from that interview to start. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's interesting. And also, like, observing people on the street, you know, picking up little yeah. things here and there. But it was really fun building her because you see, I see her everywhere now. Once you start working on something, you just start noticing things everywhere, and you're like, I need that, I need that. Um, working with a fabulous makeup artist, Pamela Barber, like, she helped me create this, you yeah. know, the which is the makeup, and, you know, but it was, uh, it was like sculpting something. That's cool. Yeah. So just basically taking clay and forming it into Point Gloria. And actually, after doing all these conventions, Steve, Steve and I, Steve, the guy who plays uh, Terry the Wolfman, we were doing... WonderCon, yeah. and then we found out about Days of the Dead. I'm like, well, we got to do Days of the Dead. Yeah. So the next weekend we did Days of the Dead, and then we found out about Monster Palooza. I'm like, can we do this? Three conventions in three weeks? And we're like, yes. Oh, yeah. And we did Monster Palooza, and out of all the hours we spent promoting our show this this past month, yeah, we learned more about these characters and the story than, than we ever could have hoped for because we were essentially in character. Oh yeah. And living and breathing this, and things kept happening to us that would happen to them, to Terry and Gor- Gl- Goria. Um, funny things, you know. Yeah. Great source of material for the show to Can come. you tell us one of the stories from the convention? Like, you thought, oh, wow, this is going to be good for the character. Well, for example, um, what happens to Queen Grand and Terry at conventions is, like, everything you don't want to happen to you if you have a booth. Um, and it's essentially, like... Kirby band boys. <laughs> psychos. Well, psychos, yeah, but... Um, what happened to us was, you know, we were we were, you know, trying to look all iconic, and people had started to recognize us by the time we got to Monster Palooza, which yeah. is great. Um, but then someone ran up to us and I'm like, oh my god, this guy probably wants a photo or something, yeah. and, and he was like, excuse me, excuse me, um, can you tell me where the coffin case booth is? Because I think I saw it back there, but I'm not sure. And, and Terry, Steve, was like, you think we work here? Okay. Uh, it's uh, across the <laughs> hall, um, and it's just those moments that, I, I mean, of course, we're not famous yet, oh, yeah. but I'm like, this is perfect, because it could totally happen to Queen Gory and Terry, where they think there's someone running after them for an autograph, and then it's like, do you work here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, and oh God, this is a horrible thing that happened. I mean, a, a wonderful thing that happened, because it's, go- it's totally going to be in an episode. Yeah. Steve had started to do his own makeup for the cons and I do my own makeup yeah. too and he had used a tint that was just the hair too dark yeah. <laughs> for the wolfman makeup as in like it was bordering on a controversial blackface oh, makeup crap. <laughs> so, but people were starting to notice this and I was like okay this is comedy gold <laughs> like unintentional blackface yes. um, because, because he's a wolfman yeah. um, also people thought he was teen wolf because 
I mean, the guys were uh, Michael J. Fox has like a reddish yeah. jacket on the thing. I had to watch Teen Wolf after that again to see because he has yeah. a natural beard. Yeah, but everyone keeps pulling on it because they think it's wow. fake. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 that's real. Um, but Steve has been great. He's been yeah. a trooper, like with me at these conventions, just promoting yeah, the heck cool. out of this. Hopefully, you get a chance to have him come on uh, later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll let him know because he's, he's, he's very eloquent. Yes, from what we learned from Terry so far in the, the mini episode, yes, very eloquent. Yes. <laughs> How do you like working with the casting crew so far? What do you think of their abilities that they're bringing towards the show? I think Haley is Haley Hudson, who plays Jane, the young filmmaker. She has the most effortless talent I have ever seen. Um, I hardly, I directed this episode and I hardly had to tell her anything to uh, get her where I needed her to be. She understood the character 100%. Some people need a lot of direction. I'm one of those people. Like, I I like taking direction. I also like doing my own thing. But um, she got it. I mean, she is this character. I knew from the moment I saw her photograph on the casting website that she was the one. Yeah. I didn't even have to look at her work. I was like, that's her. She's a total Burton baby. Like, she looks like a little Yeah, a doll. she seems like she'd be just one of those people that would be at the convention jumping right into it with yeah. a hero. Absolutely. And, and she really embodied the spirit of Jane a lot. And I can't speak highly enough of her. Like, she's just phenomenal. Um, and a delight to work with. Um, Dan Evans, uh, who plays Dorian, I, I he went to the same school as me in New York, the drama school, yeah. Stella Eller, and, and he. Um, I've seen his work. I was in a play with him last year, uh, Marisol, and here in LA, and I know he's phenomenal. He, yeah. to me, I think he could be the next Heath Ledger. Nice. He's got a lot of potential, and um, one of the highest compliments anybody can hear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, he's he's like he's got the the pretty boy all American looks, blind and blue eyed. But I know better. He's got a dark side. Yeah, he looks like he can flip a switch just from that little scene in the mini episode alone where he's in the back seat. It's like there's some dark stuff there. <laughs> he's got massive potential. And I actually didn't, like, I, I wanted him to come in to read for it, but I, I really didn't know what he would bring. But I knew he would yeah. bring something special. And he did. Yeah. Um, he was a shoe in. But uh, let's see. Then we have um, who's in my cast? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, Peter, who played the horror fan, Peter Vending, he was also in my class yeah. in New York. And um, everyone we have on this project has a little bit of a quirk to them. Yeah. Um, I'd, ra- I'd love to say that everyone's like a total nut job, yeah. including myself. <laughs> Might be normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And on this show, I'm sorry, but you really have to have through, to throw caution to the wind and be a little bit crazy oh, to yeah. work with us and to work on this, these characters because they're totally off the wall. No one on this show is normal. And by that it. I mean no character on the show is normal. Yeah. Peter's one of those people. He plays characters. He plays yeah. like oddballs. And I had to have him in the show. He was really fantastic and improvised very well. Um, J.R. Cruz, who plays Steve, uh, Dorian's sidekick, cult member. Yeah, or, and he works at a sandwich company. I think it's called Sandwich or something. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Sandwich. Oh, I think I said it's, right. It was, it was Bitch Witch. Bitch Witch, okay. <laughs> <I'm> dyslexic. <laughs> no, but that's good too. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's really good. But no, Bitch Witch. Um, yeah, we were we were like, we got to do a subway thing. And we're like, no, 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 we have to make our own yeah. logo. And I'm like, Bitch Witch. It's perfect. I saw it when he put that hat on. I was laughing my ass off on that one. Good. I'm glad it translated because um, I was like, okay, he has to work at some horrible, like, you know, they make you wear uh, a, 
costume exactly to work. and then the, the <laughs> chunk where we started talking about avocado like I know it tastes weird in your mouth but that was completely improvised oh my god that is genius if there was anything in the in the script that I wanted improvised it was the end of that scene because in the table read the yeah. two of them just kept going and going yeah. and I encouraged that and I'm just like I knew they would bring it yeah. because that dy- dynamic between like the cult leader or you know the, the leader of this division of the cult and his sidekick yeah. who the audience travels with Steve's uh, J.R. Cruz's character yeah. because he gets it explained in what's going on yeah. so he's like why are we watching her and Dorian explains to her like she is the moon child yeah. you know and, and we get it with him so we have sympathy for him yeah. but they went off and we did a bunch of takes where they just improvised everything at the That's end there awesome. and we, I had to do the avocado thing it was so funny oh it works so well it tastes weird in your mouth but it's good for you <laughs> I know I know we still have yet to cast like we have 17 roles to cast yeah. in this pilot episode what you see in the video clip is yeah. the first 9 minutes of a half hour TV pilot yeah. the first 9 pages I can't so, wait for the rest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we're anxious to get going and, yeah. and cast the rest of these things, find find our stars. You know? Yeah, that is awesome. Um, what are your hopes with the series? And um, when we were talking about Days of the Dead, you're talking about um, hitting up like Fearnet and some other places. Has, has any network or video on demand services kind of showed any interest yet? Or well, we have somebody interested in helping us um, that can bridge the gap for us because essentially right now we, we were cautious about releasing a video because we weren't really sure what the process is yeah. as any aspiring filmmaker or TV producer you know in the beginning you don't really know what to do but in this day and age you've got to get it out there yeah, exactly you have to get your product out there because we decided to go ahead and produce it um, and give people a taste not a trailer yeah. not a fake cut together trailer of bits you know yeah. this is what we're doing yeah. full fledged this is the exactly. beginning of a very long run we have to have um, we've been talking to a lot of people and this is the this time of year is just coming to the end of pilot season yeah um, because we're just doing this on our own at first you know we need to get on people's radar so yeah. we've been hitting up news channels and things Famous Monsters did a piece on us recently uh, Dread Central we're on their radar you know yeah. Fearnet um knows who we are. I'll put it that way. Hey, as long as they know you, that's all that matters. <laughs> they know who we are. Uh, we've, you know, we've been creeping down a lot of people's doorways. Um, but we have someone that could really connect us to the, the, the best thing I could even hope for. Um, but I don't know if I can say which one. Well, I seriously doubt this is the last time we're going to be talking. So. Let's just say the Dexter fans would appreciate it. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yay. You went right up my and, river with Dexter. And they're almost done, so they need new stuff. Uh, yeah, hey. <laughs> the door is open, and they do. They became quickly, not to name the name, they became the network of original programming lately. Mm-hmm. There's a few, and also online content providers. Like, I am happy wherever this show ends up, but yeah. I know that... You know, if it ends up on an online channel, there is nothing wrong with that. Oh, exactly. And in fact, we'll have way more creative freedom there. Exactly, yeah. At the same time, if it ends up on TV, I mean, who's to complain about that? (laughs) Well, I I would like to ask uh, for dibs on the Talking Dead-esque show after Kingdory. As sure. a host, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Okay. <laughs> Ta- talking QG. <laughs> yeah. Gabbing with Gloria. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ga- Gabbing with Gloria. <laughs> uh, that was cheesy. <laughs> no, but it, you know, you yeah. got to brainstorm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throw, spitballing ideas. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I guess the final question before we get really to the closure of this. Um, with uh, all the stuff that you've attempted in the world of entertainment, from writing to music to modeling to acting, directing, producing, is there anything else you want to attempt in the world of entertainment? Wow. I'm the kind of person that does everything I ever dreamed or want to do. I, you know, I don't feel like I've done everything. Yeah. I've tried everything. Um, I, uh, I think I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I just wanted. That's already continue. a huge list right now, too. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I definitely am involved in a lot of stuff, but I'm, I've, for the past couple of years, I've been operating on this, you know, life is short, do it now sort of motto. Yeah. And, you know, as a result, I feel pretty good about where things are right now. There, there's nothing, there's nothing I can say that I'm like, God, just before I die, this has to happen. And I'll tell you why, because I'm, I'm on that path already. I'm producing, I'm writing, yeah. I'm, I'm acting, playing music. And um, as long as I can keep creating my own stuff yeah. and helping people create theirs, life is pretty damn good. I'm also very well-traveled, too, so yeah. I don't have... I'm not like, I need to go here before I die, because yeah. I've seen a lot. Um, so... Yeah, I'm right where I want to be. <laughs> That's the best place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you uh, go ahead and let's uh, get through the plugging part of this? Uh, where online can people find you? Find Kingoria, find Final Fangirl stuff. Just go ahead and do the laundry list. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably everywhere. <laughs> Queen Goria is on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and it's G O R Y A. Um, and uh, www.queengoria.com is our website. It's got little info about the show, some stills and interesting photos from Days of the Dead. And um, we got a lot of attention there, I'll tell you that much. That was fun. Got our attention. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, exactly. Um, can't wait till the next one. And uh, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Andrew Harrison, the creator, his website is madcarousel.com. Um, he's also a graphic... Uh, novel novelist so you can check out his work there he's very talented I've always loved his writing he's yeah. got a huge knack for humor dark humor that's kind <laughs> and um, for me it's uh, satumakeda.com s-a-t-u-m-a-k-e-d-a.com for lots of fun photos and videos and a bio <laughs> um, Twitter, Facebook I'm all over the place so awesome. final fangirl come find me sounds good and um, this became I guess our gimmick last question from Days of the Dead because we got so many great responses from it and everything so I now pose this question to you what is your favorite what the fuck movie moment Hostel where the eye gets blowtorched oh god yeah and that the pus crap. comes out or whatever yellow liquid that was Jesus uh, that was a, that, that was a messed up scene yes. burned in my head for the rest of my life that's for sure but yeah. left me wondering oh my god special effects how do they do it yeah I see <laughs> very true and great choice <laughs> yeah yeah and um, I guess the final thing to say is thank you once again Tattoo for coming to nowhere and giving us this great interview thank you it was yeah. really fun yeah. Yeah.